Hello everyone, welcome back to Just One More Opinion. My name is Charlie and I am a huge fan of music, so I decided to share with you my top 10 favorite songs of all time. I hope you enjoy this episode and let's get started. Before I begin, I just wanted to say that the recording space I am using right now is not ideal. My mom is working from home and my brother has online school lessons so I couldn't record this episode in a more open space location like my room and I have to be in a place where my endless talking doesn't disturb them or their work. Still, I hope you can listen to me fine and let's continue to the episode. So, for this list, I am looking at songs that have stuck with me since the moment I first listened to them, whether that's because I love the artist who is singing them, or I just connect to the lyrics on a deep, deep level. It's usually the second. These are 10 songs that have become my all-time favorites. I, I only had one caveat during the devising of this list. The songs need to be at least three years old. That means songs that were released before 2018. And I chose to do this because some recent songs have become instant faves to me. But adding them to the list could eventually, in the long run, prove to be false. Uh, what I mean is, like, in a few years' time, like, another 2023 or 2024 songs would simply take their place because maybe I am not as fond of these choices as I thought so I decided to make all of these choices at least three years old. Plus, I also decided to add one song per artist just to make it a bit more diverse. Also, if you'd like to know who my favorite musical artists right now, uh, who they are, uh, I recently uploaded an episode on that, so check it out if you're interested. With that said, let's get to ranking. At number 10, Somewhere Over the Rainbow by Is, released in 1990, and I listened to it around 2011, I believe, when I was in year six, and I fell in love immediately by the smooth, almost dreamlike lyrics of the song, by the enchanting voice of Iz, and the rhythm always, make, always takes me back, not only to my childhood years, but also to a peaceful place around summertime, a place I do not actually know, but somewhere blissful somewhere well over the rainbow <laughs> where my problems seem small and the world and life are more beautiful and precious than sometimes we perceive them to be this song just relaxes me every time i listen to it and works in a sort of therapeutic manner releasing from my body any negativity even if for only a while, and dousing me with this spiritual yoga-like energy, revitalizing me completely. And yeah, I love the song, and I think you should too. 
number nine, The Climb by Miley Cyrus. When I was a kid, I was a Disney Channel and Nickelodeon super fan, and I'm not embarrassed by that fact, and by the fact also that I watched more Hannah Montana and iCarly than sports. <laughs> I just love these shows, and it was probably around 2009 when this song was released that I first listened to it also. And the song is about dreaming, about doing something, being someone and journeying towards that destination around all obstacles, despite all setbacks, firmly believing you can do it. And no matter what that final stop looks like or might look like, no matter if it is what you envision, it is the climb that matters, your perseverance, determination, your drive, and your endless desire to make that dream come true. And I would be lying if I said that this song didn't help me through university. And I would be lying if I said that sometimes I go against the lyrics advice, the lyrics main lesson nowadays. And yeah, when, when it all seems a bit more far-fetched. <laughs> but whenever I listen to it, I just gain a burst of goal-directed stamina. And I realize that no matter where I am right now, no matter what I've still got on that old bucket list, the climb is more important than that and it will never be finished. At number eight, I hate you, I love you by Gnash, featuring Olivia O'Brien, and this song was released in 2016. By this point in my life, I had already my eyes and ears wide open for the most recent tunes around, so I'm pretty sure I first listened to this song weeks or a month at most uh, after release. And what I like about it is the combination of the voices and the raw uncensored dialogue between both characters about this complex, crumbling relationship where love and hate seem to be the exact same thing, cohabitating inside both lovers. And what I love about this song is how it played constantly in my phone in the summer of 2016, which was a very interesting time period for me, one of the most memorable three-month little chapters of my life, for sure. And if you'd listened to any of my previous episodes, <laughs> you know I'm quite big on nostalgia, so this song had to be up here for that reason as well. Um, and although the narrative isn't relatable to me, it's this vulnerable essence around each word that really enticed me in the first place and why it remains one of my favorite musical duets. At number seven, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, released in 1979 and most certainly not heard by yours truly in the first 20 years of its existence. Uh, my existence. I am a person. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I probably heard it for the first time whilst playing 
SingStar with my family on the PS2. So maybe around 2007, 2008. I'm not quite positive about that. But nevertheless, it is irrevocably one of the greatest musical stories of all time. A six-minute spectacle inventive in every sense and thoroughly lived, inhaled and sung by Freddie Mercury, who is a, a goat of the music industry. And Bohemian Rhapsody is undoubtedly one of the most famous Queen songs and a showcase of their originality and artistry. I will never argue with that. But it's also a great challenge for any wannabe singers or even real singers, successful singers for that matter, that is due once more to the diverse musical range employed by Freddie and the band in the creation of the song, which is one of the reasons it's so highly praised, and there is really nothing bad I can say about it. It's a Hall of Famer of a song, and that is the bottom line. At number six, Hurt, by Johnny Cash, released in 2002. The song was present in 2017's movie Logan, which is the final chapter for Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, but I am pretty sure I listened to it before that. However, it was around that year that the song really connected to me. And it's strange because on the surface, it's about someone reminiscing on his life the bad things that they did, what they have become, and clearly this person is much older than me, so why would I even relate to someone feeling a bad juju nostalgic trip after a full life spent if I am only 21 years old? Well, if my subconscious had to guess, I would say that it is the fear of failure, or, fu or future failure even. Uh, the idea that somewhere along the line I might look back at my life and feel like Cash's character in song, feel hurt by the life I wished to have but didn't, by the life I despised and lived. Maybe that got too dark and pessimistic too quickly, um, sorry about that. But hey, this podcast is all about vulnerability and I have to speak my mind about this, speak honestly and openly, so yeah. Hurt takes me to the darkest, furthest parts of myself in that distanced future, looking back at the life I'm living now, which is not ideal, especially during all this. And there's this lack of pride and purpose that I find weirdly appealing about the song as well. It's quite visceral too, a sucker punch to the gut, without a question, and... Even though this is all too nihilistic for some, I see it as uh, I see it as realistic and essential to at least consider. And that is why the song is one of my favorites. It makes me think, retrospect, and envision what could still be and what I can do to prevent that. At number five, Unsteady by X Ambassadors released in 2015, and it is easily their most popular and successful track since then. The story is the story behind the song is about family, and what goes through the mind of the child when their parents aren't in 
full synchronization. And although there is no such comparison between me and the protagonist of the song, I can still connect to this primal need for motherly and fatherly love and to see the consequences of neglecting this human necessity. You, you, can, you can look at most all of the objectively bad or even evil people in the planet and they will have something unfortunate going around their relationships with mother and or father. For, for, for example, if there was this guy who one day became president of a country and he was just terrible at it, a real villain to some, doing immoral things, lacking simple ethics, you can almost know that he had some issues with his father, some daddy issues, some lack of love maybe. Because nurture almost always beats nature. We have to have been nurtured well enough as a kid to become a well-functioning adult and human being. Okay, I might, I might have sidetracked uh, too much. Going back, I apologize. But this, this, <laughs> but this is another sort of gloomy song. This is another one of those that just makes me think, rationalize what I'm hearing, and not just enjoy the powerful voice of the lead singer, which is indeed freaking powerful, but instead it's just a great song, in general. And it is the lyrics that makes it one of my absolute favorites as well. At number four, Let's Hurt Tonight by One Republic, released in 2016 and used in the Will Smith-led movie Collateral Beauty, which I also recommend. And I, I have no logical reason as to why this song is so higher up, <laughs> because in terms of lyrics, I cannot really relate to the core idea of it, and I do prefer some of my previous uh, entries, stories and such, but in 2016, I was listening to this song constantly, and I mean constantly, even in 2017, at least for the first half of it, and since then I have considered it to be one of my favorites and I have no real reason why I like it so much. The, the narrative about the semi-toxic relationship is not something I am usually attracted to. And but but the yeah, but the concept of comparing love to hurt is quite interesting. Probably the thing I about it that I like the most. And the line they say love is pain, well darling, let's hurt tonight is indeed quite good. It really shows the protagonist's need to mend this broken relationship, or at least try to give uh, the circumstances of the falling out, try to to give those um, some closure. And when you watch the movie, when you learn about Will Smith's uh, character arc in that movie, you understand a bit better why this song is its main track the, the movie actually made the song better for me it's usually <laughs> the other way around <laughs> um, plus I quite enjoy most of One Republic's music so maybe that's also a motive for it being so high 
but it could have never surpassed my top three. But before I reveal my top three favorite songs of all time, here are some honorable tracks. 2015's Love Yourself by Justin Bieber and written by Ed Sheeran is such a great showcase for taking a stand in a fully toxic relationship and saying, I deserve better than this, and leaving it. You empathize with the protagonists straight up and you are happy that they decided to love themselves first. 2012's Everything Has Changed by Taylor Swift, featuring Ed Sheeran, again, is another one of my favorite duets, the perfect song about falling in love with someone new and picturing your life with them, ultimately bringing out the hopeless romantic in me. <laughs> and 2011's Someone Like You by Adele, another classic from the last decade and instant favorite for many people out there during that year, and I think it absolutely deserved the praise, is just another great song about love, but about unrequited love, about finding out someone you once pictured your life with has just started a life of their own with someone else, and it's quite brutal and deeply sad. Okay, so at number three, Demons by Imagine Dragons, released in 2012. And I believe I first listened to it around that time. Maybe a year later, I'm not sure. What I am sure about is how good this song is, how great Imagine Dragons are. This particular classic of theirs, and that they have had a lot of those, is about facing one's own flaws, own inner demons, the part of us we hide or try to hide. And with a theme like this, how could I not fall for this song, you know? <laughs> uh, acknowledging your own darkness is something so crucial in living an honest life. And admitting to your insecurities and mistakes, stepping out of your comfort zone and becoming vulnerable is such a special place to be at. I think everyone should feel like that at, at least at a certain moment in their life, just once. Allowing yourself to be seen as you are, the good and the bad. And in my opinion, Demons embodies this intellectual stance. Since 2012, I have listened to this song almost every month, I believe. It has never left my mind or my playlists on Spotify, and I consider it to be one of the best, if not the very best, Imagine Dragons track. So yes, listen to it today, if you want. If not, that's cool too, but you know, where my demons hide, don't you? At number two, Photograph by Ed Sheeran, released in 2014, and listened by moi, around that time also, I believe. And Sheeran has been one of my favorite artists for a while now. And while I loved his Divide album, which was released in 2017, this song from his X album has remained my favorite of his. And in general, of course, it is on this list at number two, so. <laughs> 
And the reason, the main reason for why I love this track so very much is because nostalgia. Yes, again. Uh, and a photograph is the physical projection of a memory, a pathway towards a nostalgic mental breakdown, um, which I encounter many times during a year. And even though tears do fall down my cheeks into my patchy beard and mustache, those are usually tears of joy, influenced by Sheeran's voice and storytelling in this photograph. And it's funny because even though music usually invokes solely your sense of hearing, the title alludes to our sense of sight, and the lyrics expand that sensational suggestion to turn his words, our own photographs and memories, into vivid mental remembrances and celebrations. The rhythm of the song is also quite inviting, soft and sweet, joyful really, and those first two lines are some of the best initial lyrics of any song I've heard. I really love it and I will never stop loving it. And at number one, Fix You by Coldplay released in 2005 and I have no clue when I listened to it for the first time, but it must have been after 2011, after I turned 12, because I don't see myself listening to much of Coldplay before that time. Anyway, what can I say about the song that hasn't been said already? It is indubitably, indubitably <laughs> one of the best Coldplay songs they've ever written. I would go as far as to say the obvious best of them. Uh, and the reason I do so is because of the fantastic lyrics. When you try your best but you don't succeed. When you get what you want but not what you need. is not only something I connect to on an existential level, but it's also universal. Everyone must have felt this way at some point in their life. And Fix You is just this deeply emotional, relatable song. And what a mood as well. Sometimes I think about the five pillars of life, which is something I have um, quote-unquote invented, which are family, friends, love, career, and spirit slash mental health. And this song tackles each one with one line or at least hints at that or we think about each during a certain verse and how maybe we are struggling in those areas and then we get a tad emotional because the song is i repeat highly relatable and so freaking good despite this despite the, the sad vibes it gives the chorus is hopeful and warm giving us a boost when we need to with its simple lyrics even though my second favorite song might make me smile more often, this one just represents my life experience better. And that's why it is, without a question, my favorite song of all time. And FYI, when I feel so tired, but I can't sleep, I listen to Coldplay's Fix You.
that is it, guys. My top 10 favorite songs of all time. God, listing these have made me want to listen to them all ASAP. So I might do that now, actually. But hey, now I want to know about your favorite songs. So drop me a message on Instagram or Twitter, or just send me an email. All the links are in the description of the podcast. Because yeah, please, 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 I'd love to know more about the few people that have been listening to me so far. Because I truly, truly appreciate your support. And for today, that is all. This has been just one more opinion. I have been Charlie, and you have been awesome. Take care and goodbye.